okay all right all right hey everyone this is brandy j and welcome to my my room my live uh, education versus indoctrination i know many of you probably are very aware of the difference and aware of our his of the history behind <clears throat> the U.S. education system, or shall I say, indoctrination system, more like it. Uh, I was um, in the school system, working in the school system, so uh, <clears throat> this became strongly apparent to me that something was was off to be honest with you I found it very interesting and wild <clears throat> actually when I first discovered um, that there was no prayer supposedly allowed and that you know took off from there uh, and actually how that began was some of the students were little first graders. <laughs> little first graders praying for the little butterfly, the caterpillar. Um, they had a little area. And, you know, I think uh, it looked like it was hurt. And so they grabbed hands all on their own. And one of the little ones, <laughs> they didn't hesitate. They all held hands. And, and she did a little prayer. And I stood there and I, and I watched. And I was just very taken back. And I just thought it was so innocent, so, so precious. And then I, later on, I ran it past the principal and I said, you know, it's all the most just beautiful thing, the cutest thing today. And she's like, oh, that's nice, Brandy. She's like, but be careful with that. I was like, what? And then she told me, and then I was thinking, like, you didn't don't you think you should have brought that up at some point in the pamphlet or something during employment? <laughs> but yeah. And I looked more into that, and it got more interesting. And then it's got that—that's a whole other topic, actually. But it just <clears throat> ever since that few years ago, when I looked into that, it looks like things kind of changed a little bit, and it wasn't so foolproof as they said. It wasn't, you know, because there was an ongoing battle with students and their religion and being able to pray in school. But it was um, 50 years ago removed out of schools. I forgot the gentleman's name, but he was a atheist. And I thought, what would make someone sit down and think, I'm going to take prayer in school, you know, believe all this other crap. And it just started making more sense because it seemed like they were moving farther and further away from discipline or behavior, you know, like the citizenship stuff, you know, like it, kids can just, well, you see how it goes these days just do whatever, but it's it really the kids, you know, it's got to be the uh, facility, the whole structure, wherever it trickles down from, from the top to the bottom, you know, but carrying along, <clears throat> I notice sometimes people will say, I'll help you, I'll hear people say things like, uh, we got to, um, you know, fix it or go to the, 
we got you know with the education system that's where we got to go or they'll just refer to, to things and and as if that <clears throat> is at the top right but i say it's the bottom that trickled on up because the education system was really what what set it off now horseman he did start like create the whole education thing and all that stuff and great fine and dandy but that wasn't what what got us to where we are now what got us to where we are now is the great john d rockefeller and if people went and did their their history it's very interesting and and read about him and, and start from the u.s school system and and how he took hold of that and what he did what his ideas was what his ideas were and why you'd be very interested and you'd probably look around today and be like oh Makes perfect sense because that's what happened to me. The blinders came off, and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> the dumbing down, huh?" Society hit the nail on the head because that was his goal. Whenever you hear that, that was his chosen words to control people. You, they can't know anything. You have to dumb them down. You have to make them believe what you want them to believe because it's easier to control to control them. You know, it's not easy to control smart people, people that think. Basically, he didn't want people that think, that thought. He didn't want thinkers. He didn't, he didn't want innovators. He didn't want leaders. He said he wanted employees and factory workers. That's all he wanted. For that to happen, he needed us to believe whatever was structured for us to believe and not to be thinkers. And that's why he targeted the U.S. education system and dropped billions dropped billions into removing literally critical thinking and put it in standardized testing. No critical thinking. That's wild, right? But it makes sense, right? When people say, people don't think. People don't think anymore. People didn't ever really think. Because if you know what critical thinking is, then it's something that most people probably think they have just because people are just going to say, I think critically, but I have no idea what that comes with. It's a whole skill. And it was supposed to be, especially with our youth within schools, it was supposed to be that way. In actuality, if it was really education, then critical thinking would enhance that because that's what education is. When you're taught to think for yourself and to, to you know, to break things down to you know, to to not just believe things, to kind of challenge it, you know, to think. Options. And with indoctrination, it's kind of like, I'm going to fill you up with all this information. It is what it is. You see how some teachers are when a student challenges them and they don't really ask you much, only of what the regurgitated stuff they taught you. That's what they want to know. They don't want to know what you think. They want to want you to know if you can repeat or remember what they just told you. And it's crazy because I used to say a lot, and I think this when people, you know, I always say like, just because, you know, you have a degree or all that stuff doesn't really make you like knowledgeable or even smart or wise. You just, and I went to school, I've told, I'm not dissing anybody, but you just basically can retain a lot of information and then you can go and, um, you know, fulfill the task. And in some sort of way and words, kind of says that within Rockefeller's message, what he wants. 
That's why he wants people to get up every day and think that's the schedule work. And that's why school is the way it is with the lines and the sitting down and raising hands and, and basically being told what to do all day, not really asked anything about what you what your thoughts are, what you what you're thinking is basically instructions and then you get used to this and you think this is the way get up go to school there's a pavilion bell that's there's a reason for that bell you know it's it's basically it's like a, a mental thing and we <laughs> you know we actually fall in line with all of it and we get structured to do these this routine that we've been uh trained to to do with no questions you know think about how like it is at work when I always wonder, like, why isn't the employers, they should be a lot more um, on the side where they're fitting it to what your needs are because you're using your body, your, you know what I mean? Like, this is your life, this is your body, and, and it's like, there's no, it's kind of like, we work, live to work, and screw your family life. It's like, you figure it out, but this is going to be your first priority now. You see how people are, I got to work, got to work. Can't even like spend time with the kids, do homework. And I used to see kids be dropped off at 6 a.m. And, and picked up damn near at the same time, like four or five and go home and barely got time to do anything, right? You know, this crazy overtime. And it's, it's crazy because people break down their bodies like that, overworking, and then no one considers it. The job side doesn't, you know, employment doesn't consider it. Like how, un, how unhealthy that could be, especially to someone that they need to run, you know, their business so they can have, have a functioning business. But if you have this person that kind of is putting themselves in danger if they're just completely exhausted, but they have to work these hours and no one's considering the body, the rest, how dangerous that is when you're very exhausted mentally driving and all that or just being on the job it's not considered right but there we go with the the school system programming us and and filling us with the, all this information and no one ever thought to think like who created this like why are we doing this how is it that we are born into this world and you pay a monthly bills and cards all these bills 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 if you can't do it then you'll lose out you know what I mean? It's lose-lose. You're just out on the streets. Sorry, couldn't keep up. Even in school, it's like that. Like, kids don't all learn, have the same learning pattern or learn the same. And it doesn't even mean that they're in a special category or anything. It's just everybody doesn't have the same learning style. Instead of trying to bring it to their level, they got to reach that one. And if not, then sorry, you lose. And I don't think that's okay. I don't think the whole testing and then making a kid feel like they couldn't get to, you know, it's if you really pay attention to it, most people will say, well, that's just how it is. It's not just how it is. That's how they created it. And you just went along with it. So now you're saying that's how it is. But what does that's how it is mean? You know? It completely makes kids insecure. Uh, you know, sometimes they feel like they're not good enough just by the, the whole structure of how how school school should be a place where kids are just amazed at what they can learn but instead it's like are you good enough can you get to this level instead of you coming down to their level you want them to get up there and it's like we got a, a lot of work to do and start from that bottom on up retraining re-teaching teachers you know uh that 
children have learned different learning styles. I've learned from teaching that they shouldn't be sitting in one, especially younger students, in one area for so long when they're seated and they need movement. There's just so much that goes along with it. You have to think about the food intake. There's so much that's missing that no one really, we could say like, oh, schools do fine with school lunches. No, they don't. Pay attention to that stuff. And then that milk. A lot of kids can't drink that milk. Why isn't there water? There's just so much stuff that goes with it that is just overall, it's astonishing. And this is just part one. This is basically like my intro because um, I do have to to step out. But we, I'm definitely going to probably break it down in three parts. And when I return, I'm basically going to just start to go over some of that Rockefeller stuff, um, why things are the, the way they are. And also from experience and then what, what it really looks like within those walls, within those schools and Common Core and everything. But it really starts from the comfortable environment, the learning environment for a child to even be able to mentally allow, be, allow for them to even be allowed to mentally function within these facilities or not facilities within, within the education system in general. You know, your, your mind has to be able and, and ready and given a chance and not attacked or, or just throw you in there. But the environment's got to be right. It's got to be set. You have to care about the needs. You have, to, you have to be able to assure that you are taking care of protocols as far as safety, far as bullying and all those things because kids these days so many are dealing with this and people expect them to learn in this environment so education versus indoctrination where are we now are we still in indoctrination you tell me <laughs> it'd be interesting to know what many think but this was the intro i definitely will be back for more thank you so much this is brandy j please stay tuned for the next room